listening to Skylight, the Skylight Books podcast. Skylight Books is a general interest bookstore in the Los Feliz neighborhood in Los Angeles. You can shop with us from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. or visit us online 24-7 at skylightbooks.com. Follow along at Skylight Books Instagram and Twitter. You can subscribe to the podcast on Podbean, iTunes, and Spotify. Thank you for listening, and now on to the episode. Hello, my lovely and beautiful listeners, and welcome to Skylit. This is the Skylight Books Podcast, and I'm your host, Lance Morgan. Today, I'm so thrilled to welcome Christian Madsen to read from his new poetry collection, To the Torches, and afterwards, he'll have a conversation with his grandmother, Elaine Madsen. Before I introduce them, I want to remind you that Skylight Books is now currently open for in-store browsing, but we ask that you you follow the current CDC mandate, bring your masks, and please, please, please be respectful of your fellow customers and the staff. You can also always shop online at online 24-7 at www.skylightbooks.com for for in-store pickups or shipping. Christian James Madsen was born in Los Angeles, California. After studying acting and launching a successful career as an actor, he went on to direct an award-winning short film, Dinner with Grandma. Madsen currently resides in Los Angeles, a city that has been the backdrop and inspiration behind his creativity and where he continues his work as an actor, director, and now writer. His first written publication is a body of poetry titled To the Torches. Elaine Madsen is a writer, filmmaker, and actor who starred in Christian's short film, Dinner with Grandma. Christian and Elaine, I'm so excited to have you on, both of you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, thank Thank you, you, Lance. No, no problem. It's my pleasure. Um, Christian, you have uh, some reading for us today? Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll read a couple poems here from, uh, from the book To the Torches. And um, yeah, the, uh, the poetry that I have um, is all collected from the last six or seven years of poems I've collected and, and wrote. Um, I was fortunate enough over the pandemic to just have this time uh to really collect everything and and self-publish this book um there are no titles to uh the poems it's just the dates and the times i wrote them on so just so there's no uh no set feeling to what you should think before you hear the poems it's just sort of here's when i wrote them and how you how you would understand them so uh yeah i'm excited to read a read a couple i'm excited too. take it away um i wrote this poem on september 24th 2020 at 104 a.m there is no stranger when it comes to pain evil reveals itself with no shame world is shut but voice is open the years held back the truth has spoken let love comb the soul with rain answers from above begin the change Listen to those who swam in flames, because not all wounds get stitched the same. Uh, I wrote this poem on August 18th, 
2020 at 1.04 a.m. Stop the door. The breeze is insane, drying us warm like runaway trains. Feel for the dark, squinting like sleep. Did you know the water was this deep? And rewind fascinatingly slow, erasing everything, everything we know. Ships to land as fast as wild birds. Your footsteps, all we heard. Steps, fragile, just to the one you chose. Repeating the words in your sleep, exhaling it all in the deep. Up for air, only to see. The mirror of you always shows me. Um, I'm going to read one from the older poems, which is a poem about a hotel I stayed at, or rather a motel I stayed at in New York uh, called the Jane Hotel. That's a pretty fascinating place. And I sat in a um, coffee shop and wrote this based off of what I was feeling and looking at. November 23rd, 2016, 11.52 p.m. I sit at a cafe in New York. Hotel coffee is helping with the jet lag and with the feeling of loving being away from home. There's a stuffed alligator on the wall of the cafe I'm in. I bet he liked that feeling of leaving the lake before they shot him and stuffed him. Maybe he wanted to be captured and didn't like being an alligator. There's a feeling of being okay with letting go, not knowing what's ahead, but knowing that everything happens for some strange reason. Me and that alligator both liked that feeling. I wrote this poem on September 5th, 2020 at 1.03 a.m. A continuous whisper, candles erased, a cathedral of eyes without a face, leaking through paintings, reveals the whole. Erosion begins, exposing the soul. The battle of demons sing their song, talking like weather, daggers at dawn. Witness to the pipes, connect the pain, waiting to pass the river with no name. How long is it till we comb the tomb? until my lamp turned off in your room. The struggle of climb shook us deep, but in this war, the silent must meet. Uh, let's see, I'll read a couple more here. <clears throat> I think I wrote this about Valentine's Day, but. January 25th, 2021 at 8.53 p.m. I'll tell you if I can. I'd share this world if you took my hand. We could sail until the wind drank the sea. You'd hold what we know inside your glass, and we'd drink to the tears of our past, finding your shell amongst the storm, entering your water, it all feels warm. We hold these false tales to our core, but memories fade, as I said before. Each other, we have that for certain. So tonight, can we close the Earth's curtain, making use of space 
we move passively. Is that what you're asking me? I hope I fog all your windows with hearts. Well, maybe that's just how we start. Moving towards one, we begin again. So this time, let's dance to nothing. Wouldn't that be something? I wrote this poem on May 8th, 2020 at 12.57 a.m. It hurts to hear the tune begin, but let it play, let it win. Don't fight it, just give in. Stand in its grass, chant its name. Close your eyes, don't be afraid. This feeling comes, but only once. Don't act like you haven't wanted it for months. Let the strings be your mind. Let the drums commit your crime. Let go. Without this, you've been holding back. Exist in love, forget where you're at. Unlace the boots you laced. Let it only be the sound you face. Undo the dress you wear. Brush out the nightmare in your hair and lay a blanket amongst its woods. Once you settle, stay for good. I wrote this poem on June 12th, 2020 at 12.58 a.m. When all hum begins its midnight mass, when sounds begin to sip from the flask, do you listen to the language of the past? Frozen, warm, painful lyrics. Only those who know the words fear it. It reveals itself when you're happy in rage. It shows you its spirit and you burn like sage. Come to one, close your eyes. The only way for it to live is if it dies. This music of suffering plays like Beethoven. If you can hear it, you were chosen. Okay, I will read a couple more here. I wrote this poem on June 25th, 2020 at 1.41 p.m. If you can swim in a collective warmth, arms from storms sheltering you, where silence was louder than God, but you returned willingly, would you dance in its miracle, bending your shadow like a child listening to the sun? What plans are made if we have time? Exchanging faces with mine, the mask returned, all else dies. These are the demands of the sky. Okay, I wrote this on April 11th, 2020 at 10.56 p.m. The desert's muse burned like coal. Devil's perfumed burned my soul. Took you to my dream. Met your true self and you weren't what you seemed. I walked the last wave and waved. I'll meet you past the crash where ghosts take naps and nightmares run the dark. I don't want to take you home underwater where we lay until there is nothing to say. Okay, let's leave on one more here. I think I wrote this poem about the pipes in my apartment building. Um, <laughs> I wrote this poem on November 11th, 2020 at 1.40 a.m. Say its name, released through pipes, a gas that enters where you sleep at night. 
All we breathe, this tin-foiled snake, it shook us deep. Now open the gates. Welcome those who pay to sleep. Like children in books, they take a peek. We wake for choice, eyes of crows, waiting like ghosts without any clothes. I see you move just like the trees, making the heavens fall to its knees. Chip the stones, show us inside, warming our skin to prove we're alive. Okay, and that's some of the poems from my self-published poetry book, To the Torches. Um, okay, Bay. Well, the first thing I'm gonna do, I'm gonna read a poem I wrote about Kristen. And I think it will go very well with the visit you, you've taken your read listeners to. It says, Christian is steel and cobalt blue. He's a mystery writing a song in silvery language, only he knows. He's history's nephew. He's newly etched off. He's a mirror of honor that sits over there on the branch of a tomorrow he's grown for himself. And I feel yeah. like there. <laughs> and I think that last line speaks to, yes. you know, where we could actually start this conversation, which is me moving out basically my life artistically took a positive direction because I moved out very young. And if you remember, the first place I moved to was with you. I do remember. And I was a very different, had a very different mind state. I read, but I didn't know how to engage artistically in the things, I didn't know how to cultivate my passion. And I think I was trapped in a bag. Like I was just, I had my bag full of books and painting stuff but, and, and writings, but I didn't know what I wanted to do with them. I didn't know what they meant. And I moved in with you, I think I was 19, 18. Yeah. And I didn't want to get a job. <laughs> I didn't want to get up. I and, thought, you know, I thought you and me were just going to eat cucumber sandwiches and I was going to live with my grandma. And, and then I remember so distinctly, <laughs> you got me up literally with a pot and pan. The I second, did. second or third day I was living there. And I was like, what the, whoa, you know, like, what the heck, what is going on? But uh, that changed me because then, remember, that's that same week I got the job at the hotel. You did. And I got a nine to five and I was going to acting classes and I was doing the, the graveyard shifts. And, you know, just it, it you know, it, it got me into a different mindset, which was to be productive and to not to not sit around. And, and I think started to open up like okay, with the little time that I have, what I do with it? And so I think uh, it, it really helped me balance out and start to, to find time to, to really cultivate what, what I wanted to do, which was ultimately uh, the poetry and then finding out that, you know, I really 
loved writing. It really was something that, you know, and, and I think you were a big motivator for me in that because you're a writer yourself. And so I knew that there was at least something familiar in the, in the room and in the air about it, you know? Well, I feel like one of the things that fed you in this direction were the kind of trips we took to the museum and to, to see art and to hear music. And I think you didn't know how many different things in life could feed you. Yeah. And you have been eagerly plunging into the, every opportunity that I made possible. And I remember lots of times we went to the Getty and we went to LACMA before they started rebuilding it. And yeah. those were the ways, the one things. And I think another thing that you and I have shared and that I have watched you grow is in the kinds of things you read. I remember mm -hmm. we started out doing some simple things. Uh, uh, we read a few things from Steinbeck. And when you began to be able to talk about what those writers were doing in the books, you were, those were really pathways that you could follow as you pursued your own music the music in your head that yeah. into your poems and i just feel really really proud to see how you've grown and yeah when, when you write something about time i think that's one of the intriguing things that triggers both of us because yeah. it's so loose <laughs> you know one day we're here and the next day the world goes on and we're not and right and and remembrance to like remembrance of the time because i i know how i feel and i can remember that um and that will sort of start to paint the colors of that given time that i was there and so I think those are the things and those are the things that I hold on to the most. And that's how I was able to, I guess it was an easier step forward to take because with the writing, because like going back to like the books that we would start to read together is like when you brought up like Steinbeck, I thought about when you and me read Grapes of Wrath and <laughs> I remember sitting on the floor finishing the book and how I felt after. So when I think of Grapes of Wrath, I just remember the feeling of it, you know, and I think that's what good writers and that's what these books really are about. They're, they're just about getting you to feel what it was like and to take someone to a place, whether it's distinctively there or to a place that can get them to something that can motivate them to write or, or, um, you know, or be passionate and move that towards the artistic side of things. Um, you know, it's it, uh, the big step for a poet, I think, is not just that you are moved to speak on the page, 
and sometimes to share them, but it's a very, very big step to put your poems and your verses in a container, which is what your book is. And I always feel like until a poem is heard and it lives in another heart, in another mind, that's the moment a poem is really complete. It, you, in a way, when you, we write poetry, we're, we're writing to ourselves. But when you take that other step to dare to let the poem go and it finds another home, that's a really significant moment. And daring to get your book, get your things published yeah. and out there. And now to have the website where people can, in a way, can respond to you. They can see yeah. what you have offered, but to be able to communicate with the poet on the, the website that Lance has made po possible for us to share our conversations with others and to talk about books and what poetry means. That way of communicating that Lance has provided is really a gift. Yeah, I mean, and credit to him too, because, you know, just going back to how this all started, like, I, you know, I went to San Francisco um, right around the time I think I was living with you. Uh, I did a trip to San Francisco and I went to stay with a friend out there. And, you know, I was so wrapped up in beat poetry and I was... <laughs> Ginsburg and Burroughs and I was just so fascinated by Neil Cassidy and Kerouac and their whole journey and so when I got to San Francisco it was like you know I was just in a museum of where those guys lived and you know I went to all the places and I went to City Lights and I was just blown away I sat in the poet's chair and I was so emotional being there and, um, you know that really encapsulated a time where you know, I wrote my first poem and, you know, I felt really um, like a release afterwards. And it wasn't something that had come from anything of what I read or wrote. It was just like, I just know that's the act of sitting down and putting something I was feeling down uh, and then getting that off of my, you know, sort of chest was, was just a, a great feeling. And, but I didn't know what it was you know I didn't know that's that's what it would become which is where it was now which is like I would you know find these places and moments to write you know and not forcing it was a big thing too I think uh I went through that in the beginning too and it just you just have to wait till these things uh come about and then they just hit you all of a sudden like some sort of you know, voice, you know, and you just sort of work for them at that point. You just kind of like have to go, okay, I'm hearing a bunch of stuff. And, you know, yeah, I gotta... the poem lives out there somewhere. Yeah. And it, you're a medium that the poem comes through. Yeah, and... I'm just some sort of like secretary for 
this, you know, voice that, you know, I'll sort of hear some line and then that's it. I'll just, okay. Right. But then you start jotting. When you start putting the poet hears that, but then that's where your own voice comes. You hear it and you color it. And that's what makes it, that's what makes the poem come alive is the color of your voice. Mm -hmm. And because of the book and the website, now other people are going to be able to open that book and let something that you've written live in their heart. And just amazing. And again, thank you, Lance, for making uh, an opportunity for us to have a conversation with your- I think too, um, you know, when I was, you know, when I decided to self-publish it and I realized that there's no one else gonna do this stuff other than me or, you know, in terms of promoting it and all that stuff. So I would get up early and take my books to a bookstore you know, can sign or try and, you know, work out something with how I can get my books on the shelf. And, you know, Skylight was one of those places I just walked in, Lance was standing right there. And we just connected. I just said, Hey, man, here's where I'm coming from my books. He said, let's do it. And I would also love to do the podcast if you can. And um, so yeah, it was a big credit to Lance to getting this into Skylight and also just doing this, uh, this great interview with you. Well, the Skylight Bookstore is a really incredible uh, haven for Mm -hmm. good books and to come together with people of like mind. And one of the things really difficult in this town, in this world, in this time, is to find people of like mind. And that's the Skylight Bookstore is a place where that can happen because everyone's welcome when you walk in the door. Yeah. And you know, you and me have spent many hours in there looking for our next read or the next book. And, you know, right. yeah. Um, let's talk, let's talk a little bit about, I guess, how we got to the point where it was on the page and in the book. Um, Cause I think we got a couple, we got some more time here for the interview. Um, so when I um, finally decided, you know, I was so grateful and, um, you know, just humbled by, you know, the time I was able to have during the pandemic to just make this decision to, you know, have the time to edit and put this book together, you know, without that, time I mean I probably wouldn't have been able to do this um and you know I was able to sit down go through everything that I'd written in the last seven eight years see which ones worked which ones didn't and I was also hit with a lot of time where I could work on stuff and I could write new poems that were sitting there and you know and those voices that were just spinning and repeating in themselves and I was able to put a lot of that stuff down and um, you know, I made the decision to 
try and get it published. So I put together a rough sort of booklet with a different name and I um, sent that out and heard nothing. And, you know, obviously that was, you know, bummed me out. And then I realized like, well, you know, I have a nice feeling of wanting to really do this on my own and it, I don't want to do it for anybody else because ultimately I wanted to just get these poems out and get them, get them, get them up in the air, you know? So I made the decision to self-publish it and just do everything on my own. You know, I went through the pros and cons of publishing and self-publishing and, you know, I came to the conclusion that, you know, I want to do this for me and I also want to get this out for, for, for you and, you know, more people that, that were interested in it. And, you know, I'd gotten some, some nice friends over the, yeah. The satisfying thing is that there are people who, once they've found the book or heard them, I mean, the first big poetry reading that you did was wonderful. Hmm. And the videos that we made of the uh, the things that you read and and all the people who were there to share it was a really satisfying moment. Yeah, I yeah I wanted to build some sort of like progression to the release of the book, um, which we re- released on July first. Uh, so I did yeah I did videos. My grandma read uh, a poem from the book, and uh, my friend Joe D'Alessandro and his wife Kim wrote um, a, uh, a read read poems from the book. Um, and, uh, you know, I just threw out, tried to create some sort of motivation and, and, and deciding factor towards, you know, the release of the book. And, um, yeah, so I, we, we put the book out and, uh, it was just an amazing feeling, you know, to have <laughs> such a, I mean, to, have, to see, to see your words in ink. And inside a book is a gift like no other. And we had been in so much edit. We had edited the book for like a year. I mean, it was different names. There were pictures in it. There were not pictures. There were, you know, I was holding back. And I remember actually it was a text from you that we were texting really late at night. And I was basically at that point, I was holding on to the book. I was not going to release it and I was saying well no this needs to be this way and I need to you know and I don't know about this and and you were just like just put it out what you now you're just waiting for nothing you know yeah because you're just holding on to it because it feels safe and you you have to worry whether it it will be how it will be received I was scared I was so nervous I was just scared I was nervous that I was going to at that point I was scared to release the, you know, release the hounds like to, (laughs) to, to everybody. And I just didn't know how it would be received. And then you started going to that place where you're like, well, no one's going to like it. And now I should have done it this way. It's not the right way. It's like, no, you have to stop. You you have to stop. Yeah. That's what you said. You have have to stop. stop. You have to do it for you. And that's all that matters. And then I just was like, I just sat up from the bed and was like, that's it. There's no pictures. There's no nothing. It's just about the poetry. 
and it's for those who want to read it. It doesn't have to be this perfect thing, you know? So it was a great, great moment and a well, real learning I, experience. I'm happy to have been a part of this. And I'm, I, I need to apologize to you and uh, Lance, though, because I have an event that's about to take place. And I really must uh, go. And so... <laughs> that's <laughs> no. okay. No, Lance, Lance just came back. No, I'm here. Yeah, um, no. You and Lance will, must carry on. And <laughs> I'm going to have to go now. So Thank you so much, Elaine. Okay. Thank Thank you so okay. much for joining us today. Okay. Love okay. We love you. We love Sky Lightbooks. Yeah, and I'll, I'll bring you, Bay, I'll bring you through there soon and, and we, you'll be able to meet Lance and stuff. I love yes, forward please. to it. All <laughs> right. Yes, bye bye. Please. Bye. And Christian, this is, a, this is a perfect place to end. And thank you so much for joining. Oh, thank you again, man, just for, uh, for putting this all together and. Uh, yeah, it just meant so much. It was just like talking to my grandma, getting that all figured out. And she was, yeah, it meant so much. So thank you. No problem. No problem. Um, and for our listeners, you can buy Christian's book of poetry right now at, um, right now at Skylight um, to the torches. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right now, it's, it's on display right in the front of Skylight Books. You can go pick up a copy um, and yeah, come on by. Christian, do you have anything last you'd like to say to our listeners and you know, just the independent bookstore community as a whole? Um, just two more great books. You know, I mean, I'm, uh, I'm an avid reader. Uh, over the last two, three weeks, I started a book club, Old Soul Book Club. Come on down. We just finished uh, Giovanni's Room by James Baldwin. I mean, uh, one of the best books. We're starting... Uh, oh my god it was so beautiful it was such a beautiful book um oh, i love that book. and uh yeah it was really great too it was just a really great introduction to just james baldwin and mm -hmm. i just i really want to read more now and uh now we're doing leonard cohen's uh, beautiful losers so uh, excited to one. um yeah excited to just keep moving forward on anything mm -hmm. that has to do with books and skylight has uh, always been a local just favorite of mine so i'm very very honored to be a part of this oh thank you so much for uh being a part of this too and for being yeah. so happy to be on no we're so excited um to have authors like you on so to all the listeners yeah go on pick up a copy of christian's book and thank you again christian for a great conversation to listen to between you and your grandmother you guys are just so i mean just so cute <laughs> to see you guys listen talk to each other and just the yeah. love between the two of you is just so great. But, She's my my best my best friend. So yeah, oh, that's so nice. That's so great. Yeah. I'm so so happy we're able to have her on too. But yeah, yeah, thank you, thank you again, Christian. And to the listeners, you have a great, wonderful rest of your day, and see you back soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Skylight Books podcast series. Please don't forget to visit our website at skylightbooks.com and make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Also, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast for more author talks and bookseller conversations. You can find us on Podbean, iTunes, and Spotify. Stay safe and healthy, and we hope to see you back in our store soon.